Hey, beautiful people. Hey, beautiful people. Hey, it's your girl, Donna C. Shaytera, back at it again with another back at it again. If you are a returning subscriber, a returning listener, welcome back. How have you been? I have missed you since our last conversation with Max. I pray that you enjoyed that upload. I got a lot of great feedback, so I think that you did. If you have not tuned in yet, family, I suggest you go ahead and click on that latest upload that we just put up. It is called The Art of Speaking Life. It will bless you immensely as it has been blessing me ever since we had the conversation. If you are new here, welcome to the tribe. Welcome to the vibe. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for allowing me this moment in time to share with you a piece of myself so that we can connect and heal our childhood trauma, practice our self-care and discover our spiritual balance because that is what we are all about here at the Aligned Effect Podcast. On today's episode, I want to talk about the power of owning your story. I know that I have spoken about my story quite often to God. And I am so grateful that you all listen. I'm so grateful that you tune in every single week and that you, you take this journey with me. And I want to talk about how powerful and how necessary it is for us to learn the truth in owning our power and the power in owning it as well. Owning our stories, owning our journey, owning the path that we have traveled and the shoes that we was rocking in with every single step. And there's a lot of different ways that I have gone about personally owning my story. As I told you guys, the way that I started my journey was by way of anger. I started wanting to prove people wrong. I started wanting to, to show off. I started wanting to find worth in myself via external journeys, via external relationships, via external connections, via, via external validation. And although it helped me, and it was a necessary step for me to take, it, it derailed a lot of the processes in which I was in because of the energy that I allowed myself to move in for so long. And although it did connect me closer to my power, it did show me that I had a power. At that point, I was just taking, you know what I mean? And, and although there is a taking that takes place when you reclaim your voice again, the way that I went about it, I feel like was more of a bruising than it was with, with just an ownership of myself. So if I could go back, I would probably not worry so much about what other people thought. I don't think I would allow myself to get so caught up in other people's opinions and validations and and, and their thoughts and their whatevers. I don't think that I would allow myself to worry so much upon those things when I realized that a lot of the sources in which I was seeking this kind of energy from was, un, was incapable of giving it to me. And I'm still learning how to disconnect from that because there's certain people always in our lives that we have that we just wish could see us, that we wish could hear us, that we wish could, could find pride in us. And sometimes those very people are the ones that don't, are the ones that, that don't have that kind of connection with us, that don't have that kind of feeling towards us. And it's not a reflection of us. It's not a reflection of us. And I feel like that was the major thing that I was taking back so much in the power when I was starting my journey was 
I no longer wanted to reflect what other people thought about me. I no longer wanted to reflect what other people said about me. I no longer wanted to reflect an image that, that was rooted in other people's pain and other people's perception that I just somehow grew into over time, just hearing the repetitiveness of it or feeling the repetitive energy being given to me. And although I made a lot of choices and a lot of decisions, just like you probably have, you probably made a lot of choices and a lot of decisions that was in direct correlation to the things and the thoughts and the opinions and the, and, and the um, what do you call the stereotypes that others had to place on you. And I just want you to know that that's okay. It doesn't limit where you can go, but you have to take accountability for for the monster that you created. I wasn't made into a monster. I accepted the monster. I accepted the, the, the opinions. I accepted the lies. I accepted the other words that other people said about me. And I had to realize that a lot of the decisions that I made wasn't just out of survival, but it was out of, out of not feeling like I had another story I could tell. Out of not feeling like anybody else cared about whether or not I could have another story. And although I had, I had people who did see potential. The people, especially at a young age, at a young age, the people who I wanted didn't. So because the people who I wanted didn't see it, I, I couldn't really feed into those who did see it in me. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough people who 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 didn't believe in me. It wasn't enough. Like I, I it wasn't enough. And I had to learn that it had to become enough for me. That the validation of which I was seeking had to become enough for me to give to myself. I had to learn how to be able to tell my story without feeling shame, without feeling fear, without feeling a uh, 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 feeling like I had to hide parts of myself, without feeling like like I, I was something wrong or something broken. I had to I had to be able to admit my story to myself. And the moment that I was able to admit the journey that I've taken, and I don't just mean the perceived bad parts that I, 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 I could easily say that somebody else was a part of or something like that. I mean, every single nook and cranny, every decision, every lie I told, every moment that I stole something, every time that I threatened somebody, every time that I murdered somebody in my thoughts, every time that I allowed myself to cross lines, every time that I did something that ended me up in handcuffs, every time that I put myself on a path that disconnected me further from where I was desiring to go, I had to learn how to say to myself that it was it was me. I don't care if there was other people involved. I don't care if other people said something. I don't care if other people triggered me. I don't care if other people abused me. I don't care. It was me. It was me that, that believed it. It was me that became it. It was me that said, okay, okay, I must not be shit. Even though I fought back against these moments and times, especially if they dealt with another person, it was hard for me to fight back against it within myself. It was hard for me to say to myself that that I was worthy of something other than what I was told or what I was showed or what people expected out of me. It was hard for me to say to myself, you know what, I'm more than this storyline. It was hard for me to, to rewrite that storyline, but it started with me taking accountability for the parts of my story in which I actively participated in the destruction of my character. I had to own the moments that I crossed the lines and, and, and disrespected other people's boundaries. I had to own the moment that I broke other people's hearts and broke their promises. I had to own the disappointment in which I gave to other people. I had to own it as my own, not in a way that, that I was punishing myself, not in a way that I was playing the blame game with myself, but in a way that I was taking accountability for every single part of my journey. 
I don't care who or what may have been on the other side of it. I have to take ownership for what I have done, what I believe, what I showed in my own garden and allowed it to rot out into the rest of the world. And that's hard, but it's necessary. It's necessary. And once I took accountability, once I took accountability, I had to learn how to look at myself and not not in a way that I'm just looking at my face, but truly, truly see me. See me the way that God sees. See me the way that I wish my mother sees. See me in the way that I wish my father sees me. See me in the way that I wish I could see me on my best day. I had to envision the best version of myself. And then I had to look her in the eye and tell her that I was ready and tell her that I was grateful and ask her for direction. I had to ask me, me that had not yet produced a physical, a physical uh, uh, presence, me that has, that is only but a dream, the me that is just floating around in the airways, the me that God has ordained me to be, I had to ask for help because I didn't know how to become her. I didn't know how to how to think like her. And there was a lot of thinking that I had to unlearn before I could even get to here. So once I acknowledged that there was a better me, there was a me that was happy. There was a me that was at peace. There was a me that wasn't repeating cycles. There was a me that wasn't pretending to be broken. There was a me that was whole. There was a me that had joy. There was a me that was smiling. There was a me that was living out the realities of the dreams that I had, the visions God gave, the insights and the wisdom that he told me that I was able to execute and move forth on. I had to, I had to accept that that person exists, that I was not confined to the words that I once heard, the words that I once spoke over myself. I wasn't confined to the prison of these memories. I wasn't confined to the mistakes of my past. I wasn't confined to the choices of yesterday. I wasn't confined. Once I believed for myself and I acknowledged that I wasn't confined and that I could be the freedom that I had been seeking, I had to undo all of the harm that I had done internally, meaning I had to actively participate in the rewiring of my brain. And I mean that literally. Trauma causes our brains to alter. Our neural pathways change. There are parts of my brain that don't fire the way that other people's fires, the way that a normal brain would fire. There are parts that shut down. There are parts that overreact. I had to relearn myself, relearn myself in pain because pain changed me. These situations changed me. They changed the way that I was able to form relationships. They changed the way that I was able to speak. They changed the way that I was able to think. They changed the way that my memory worked. They changed the way that I learned. They changed the way that I operated in life. And I had to relearn everything about that person from a healthy perspective. So when the triggers happened, I had to learn how to go from reactive to responsive. I had to train myself to be able to feel the trigger as it's approaching or train myself to be able to control myself in the midst of a trigger. And triggers for people with trauma is very different than a regular trigger. 
a regular I don't like, a regular I'm not cool with. A trigger for me will put me back in time physically, mentally, emotionally. Although I could be right here with you, my body, my mind, my heart, my spirit, my emotions are somewhere in another place. And it's not to say that I'm stuck. And it's not to say that I, I we can't move past it, trauma survivors. It's not to say that we can't think past it. It's just to say it takes a little more work. And I had to become a little more aware of myself in a way that I wasn't in a way that I thought I was, but every single year, it's a whole new me. It's a whole new vibe and it's a whole new lesson. And I had to be comfortable. I had to be comfortable with the uncomfortability of, of not even the randomness of it, but the fact that I couldn't control the world. I can't control the world and I just have to control myself in it. I can't control other people's actions. I have to control my energy in response to them. I can't allow every little thing to scare me, to frighten me, to cause me to question my work, to make me look at myself, to cause me to be insecure. I can't operate in the world like that. So I had to unlearn and relearn and relearn some more and un and unlearn all over again and relearn some more and unlearn all over again and relearn some more. But every single time that I chose to get up, I was owning more and more of parts of myself that I gave away. I was introducing myself to levels of power within that I didn't even know that I had. Strengths that were, were supernatural in its capacity for me to carry this, this weight, the weight of memories, the weight of pain, the weight of, 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 of reintegrating with society, the weight of having to have these conversations with people. So when you make new connections, they're not thrown the fuck off by what the hell is going on with you when you shut down for moments at a time and you have to explain why it at the same time actively move towards your better. You're in a constant battle with yourself. I'm at constant war with my own mind with my own heart, with my own spirit, just claiming ownership of a power that was inherently mine. So unlearn the parts of you that are no longer serving you and relearn systems and ways of being and ways of thinking and ways of speaking and ways of breathing and ways of mindfulness and ways of understanding and ways of compassion and ways of patience in order to build a better you, a better version, a, a more complete version, a version that, that doesn't have to be scared, a version that doesn't have to feel shame, a version that doesn't have to feel weighed down, a version, a version that doesn't have to feel as if they don't matter, that they're not worthy, that they're, that they're irrelevant, that they don't have a plan, a purpose, a, a space in this life when you really, really do. The stories, the lies, the energies, the other people's shit that they have been giving you, the parents, the teachers, the other kids, the other, the other people, the, the, the extended family, the, 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 the mean counselor, the principals, the, 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 the neighborhood, the neighborhood witch lady, whoever, whoever convinced you of a lie that is not a truth, whoever convinced you that you weren't possible, that you weren't capable, that you didn't have something in you worth loving, worth being, worth, 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 worth catering to. All of that, all of that can go straight to hell, straight to hell. So unbreak your own chains by taking back your power, by 
by building an awareness within yourself, by building a relationship, a, a, a relationship with you that you that you have this awareness of yourself, that you're asking yourself these questions, that you're desiring to understand these ways of being, that you're looking around at your environment and you're realizing that something needs to break, that something needs to be different, that something needs to shake, that something needs to change because if not, what will tomorrow bring? What will the next year bring? The same old thing and that is how cycles continue. We know when we are wrapped up in things that don't serve us. We know when we are a part of generational curses. We know when we are in cycles. We know, we know it's up to us to say to us that we are worthy enough to no longer participate in things that are actively destroying us, whether mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically. We have to admit to ourselves when we are being okay with the pain. And we have to tell ourselves when we are reflecting lives that aren't healthy, when we are reflecting repetition of cycles you think that because your mother went through it that it was okay for you to go through it and, and you think because your grandmother stayed that it's okay for you to stay in it and because your uncles are doing it that it's cool for you to do it and because they did it they can't tell you that you shouldn't do it but the reason why they're telling you that you should is because they live in it I don't care if they're actively whooping your ass for being as angry as they are whooping your ass and telling you not to be angry, baby. Stop being angry. Why? Because you just want to turn right into the same thing that you see that you see right before you. In order to have different, you have to do different. In order to be different, you have to move different. You have to believe different. And it's going to take a hell of a fight, but you have to sit with yourself in silence enough to hear God speak to you through you, pointing you in the direction of the path to go to move away from that which no longer serves you. And it's going to take you choosing you, your better, your healing, your elevation, your growth, your belief, your worth of self every single day for it to be known that this is what you desire for your path, for it to stick, for it to stay. You have to choose it every day. Even when it gets hard, because it's going to get harder. When the moments get hard, baby, this is what you do. You double down. And I know it's, it's, it's genuinely easier said than done. Genuinely, it's easier said than done. But when the energies get thick, that's when you double down the most. That's when you produce the most content. That's when you put in the most work. That's when you look at yourself in the mirror and you speak the most life. That's when you journal the most. That's when you meditate the most. That's when you pray the hardest. That's when you go out and you sow your seeds the most and you reap what you are sowing. That is when you do the most is when it's getting harder. Why? Because on the other side of that, on the other side of that is the breakthrough. On the other side of that, you is, is the choice that you chose. Not the belief system that once tried to grab hold of you, but the choices that you made. That's why you have to make the choice every day to show up. Show up in faith and let God lead the way. Show up in faith and let God lead the way. All you have to do is show up and let God do the rest. You can't worry about the numbers. You can't worry about the outcome. You can't worry about where, when, who, what, why, when. You can't worry about any of those things. All you have to do, all we can do is show up. I'm going to show up for my healing every day. What does that mean? I'm actively participating in what I am seeking. I'm not just waiting for it to fall out the sky like I'm chicken fucking little. No, I'm standing in the need of prayer. I am moving on the promises 
as I am with the hope of the evidence of, of, of as I'm being aligned with, with the evidence of the things hopeful. Amen. I'm sorry, I had a little tongue twister right there. And I am I am moving. I am moving. I'm not just waiting on God. I'm not just sitting there hoping that someday it'll all pay off. I am making my voice heard. I am moving towards what I'm wanting. I'm taking ownership of that which is mine. And what is mine is what's yours. And it's our power over our story. Not our power over others. Not our power over the internet. Not our power over content. Not our power over numbers. Not our power over money. Not our power over roles. Not our power over titles. Our power over our store. Being able to stand in the in the thick of your truth. In the thick of your truth and be unmoved by how it may be perceived or how others try to make you perceive it. Because it's yours. It sure is like Uncle Tap said, it ain't nobody else's business. It ain't nobody else's business, but it's all yours. And the only way you're going to get into the other side of what you are seeking is if you start moving towards it. It's going to take a work. And the two ways that you start, one is taking accountability for you in your story. For the times you got angry. For the times you allowed what other people said and did to you to change how you see you. I don't give a fuck how bad it was. The moment that you believed it was the moment that they won, not in their actions, not in their words, but the moment that you looked at you differently. And I know some shit is just inevitable. Some things you just can't help. Some things, the, the, the way that the brain is working, some things you just can't. But at the same time, you can keep listening to that little voice in the back of your head that's giving you those sweet whispers, letting you know that it will all be okay. That this is just this is just a moment. It will not last forever, even if it feels like it's lasting forever. And then you get up and you fight like hell to change the outcome. Not for them, not because you think that they've won, but because you be damned if this is how your story will keep going or end. We take ownership of us, our energies, our thoughts, our actions. I don't care about the other ownership of you, accountability of you, all of you, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent. It doesn't matter how it looks to you or to other people. Own it all. Admit it to yourself, the ugly. Admit it to yourself, the rape, the molestation, the abuse. Admit it to yourself that these are the things that happen. Admit to yourself the actions you took as a result of those, whether it was stealing, whether it was going out with joy and getting arrested, doing drugs. Admit it to yourself that this is what happened and this is how I reacted to these things, although I didn't want to hurt other people just because I was hurt. And some people do. Some people just want it because they just feel, just to feel something. Admit it to yourself and understand that it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No one has the power to make you feel inferior except yourself. And I'm not saying it's okay in a way of not, you could just go out and just do whatever the fuck you want to do and hurt people and harm people and, and make and just move as if people don't have feelings or don't matter. No. I mean, it's okay in a sense of stop punishing yourself. Stop repeating worse behaviors. 
feeling bad over bad behaviors. Stop beating yourself up. Stop limiting your future because of moments. I don't care if it's 10 years worth of moments. I don't care if it's 20 years worth of moments. I don't care if it's five, three, two. I don't care what the time frame is. It matters not. Stop beating yourself up over moments. Moments. Even if you knew better and you still didn't do better, please stop beating yourself up over moments. Especially if you have a desire to be better and you're willing to get in the ring to fight for that better. And then once you've acknowledged it, own the fact that there is a better for you. Own the fact that you do have hope. Own the fact that you do because that is the thing that's going to carry you is the fact that there is another side. And if you believe that there's another side, the other side will automatically come towards you. You understand what I'm saying? Own that. And then take the journey of unlearning and relearning, rewiring your brain, rewiring your heart, rewiring the way that you see and perceive the world. Take the journey every day. Wake up consciously choosing the better. I don't care if it's the harder. I don't care if it's the more complicated. I don't care if it's the most unknown. Every day, choose to take the journey of unlearning that which no longer serves you, your future, your kids' future, your kids' kids' future, and relearning the systems that will aid you into your thinking better, speaking better, doing better, moving better, understanding better, perceiving better. Those things will carry you through. Those are the ways that you own the power. You reclaim your power. You reclaim your time. See the years that the canker worm ate is nothing in comparison to what God will give back into you. But stop walking around with a chip on your shoulder hoping that that bitch just fall off. Baby, it's going to take some work. It's going to take you crushing it, sweeping it, shaking it a little bit. It's going to take some work. But the work begins when we own our power, when we reclaim our power, when we take back our power over our story, our journeys. What we lived through, what we survived, what we endured, what we stood ten toes down in and start finding the glory in it, the beauty in it, even if it's ugly. Start finding your voice in it because it's there and it's waiting for you to take power of it. Thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that this conversation has served you well. It has served me well. I love you. I like you. I like you. Don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe. Come join us, Pod Family, on the YouTube. YouTube family, come join us for these, these extra bonus episodes that we throw in sometimes on the pod. God loves you. God likes you. God likes you. Never forget it. Always believe it. Stay blessed.